Good afternoon, another beautiful day here in the Granite State. I'm Christian Arcand, and that's Tom King. Hi, Tom. Hello. How you doing? Okay. Happy Friday. A little late start today, but it's all right. What? I got a late start today. What do you mean? I just was behind in everything. Oh. You know? Yeah, you know, I guess. Got up late, you know, got stuff done late. Got here, you know, later than I usually get here. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of getting here at one, instead of getting here at three before twelve, I got here at one before twelve. That, yeah, that doesn't work. No, that, that really sets me back. Yeah, it does. Yeah, all that show prep you would have done. I, you know, no kill, time for it today. Kills me. Kills me. Wipes it out. I'm gonna have to do it on the fly. It really does. I know. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Twelve thirty. We will give you the opportunity to win Tom King's lunch, and uh, the questions this week not as hard as they were last week. But not as easy as they've generally been either. I think I struck a good balance. I told you, you got to get in between. But you know, last week was like you know taking. No, a, what what we need is we like, need to have a caller call in who knows something. That's we, what we last need. week was like taking an AP course in calculus. Yeah, you know? it was. <laughs> I thought maybe I you know I thought maybe I'd get lucky. We need someone to call in who's prepared. Who was the fan in the third row? And who's been on paying Sundays, attention this week on Sunday's Texans Cowboys game? You yes. Know? <laughs> Ted Martin, uh, age fifty four. Yep. Easton, Massachusetts. Uh, the uh, th- That's what we need. We need someone to call in who's ready for this. But now, here's the thing. Even if you call in and you're not ready for it, you still get a $25 gift card to Casey's Rib Shack. And yeah, if you, you beat win. Tom King, we'll double that and give you 50 bucks to Casey's Rib If you beat me, then it's a win-win. It is. But if you don't... You're still doing okay. You're doing all right, except I kind of sit near you when you go there and stare at your food. Yeah, don't say that, because then people won't call. No, they will. The, the, the challenge. It'll be that they should be they should be inspired by the challenge. Fifty dollars in ribs. Yeah, that's like Nirvana. It really is. Every Friday, I just I we do that bit, and then the whole rest of the show, I'm just sitting here thinking about ribs. What I would do with fifty dollars worth of $50 ribs? Fifty dollars worth of ribs. It's a little people. disturbing, actually. What I it yeah, is the, the visions I have in my mind, but it's true. That's so. Uh, listen, listen in the next half hour. Christian will give you the cue, and you call. Yes, and compete. Compete with this. I can't believe you've won so many times. I just, I don't know. Like, if you were some really smart guy, you know? I know, that's just it. I know nothing about sports, so how could I win? Doesn't make sense. And your memory's terrible, too. Oh, my God, my memory is. (laughs) I'm telling you, it is awful. Yeah. Awful. It's bad. Just a second ago, I couldn't remember if I had put your headphones in. (laughs) And I had done it three minutes before then. Yeah. It's bad. I know. All right, we'll do that at 1230. In the meantime, first of all, I would just like to say that uh, while I think Mike Trout deserved the MVP award, yeah. I'm disappointed that Mookie Betts didn't win because of one real reason here, and it's a selfish one. It's my girlfriend's birthday today. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, Betts is... My uh, girlfriend yeah, so is so in love with Mookie Betts. Betts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not. As good a boyfriend as I am, and I'm a damn good boyfriend, let me just say, she would leave me in a second for Mookie Betts, and I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. And I understand we got a good, strong relationship, but I know that that's true. I just know it to be a fact. And I know that it would, more than any gift I could have given her, the BBWA could have just made her day by giving the award to Mookie Betts. Instead, they give it to Mike Trout, who's always there for the MVP at the end. And, you know, all right, he's going to win all these MVPs. But he should have won this year. You know, I know that his team wasn't good, but I don't think you Trout? can blame him for that. I really don't. I... I- well, I don't blame him Not for when anything. You're that good. I don't blame him for anything. He's really good. But I I I guess I take the MV the, the words literally. All right. You take away Mike Trout from the Angels, mm-hmm. they still would have finished where they finished. Sure. 
You take away Mookie Betts from the Red Sox. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Red Sox are pretty good. Uh, Had a pretty good lineup even without Betts in it. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was. And he was in a big spot. Take David Ortiz out of that lineup. How many runs did he drive in? A uh, hundred and something. Right, yeah. Take See, David Ortiz out of that lineup. Is that a well, bigger, big, more, less yeah, important? Yeah, no, I think that that's a burden, too. But okay. the thing is, Who's Betts, the other guy you take out of that Angels lineup, and then all of a sudden you're screwed? Pujols. You take Pujols out of the lineup, I that's going to make as big an impact as taking Trout well, It's going to make an impact. Pujols didn't even play in the infield. It's going to make, it's going to make, neither did, neither did Ortiz. Neither did Ortiz, I know, yeah, but I'm saying. Know, I mean, look. Ortiz I, had a much better year than Albert Pujols. Y- yeah. But much I, better. Yeah, I'm not saying Paul take Hanley Ramirez. Take Hanley out of that lineup. You take Betts out of that lineup, I think they're in trouble. He played a position flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. And so did Trout. And did did all you know? Did all those things to, you know offensively for a team that won its division. His year helped them win that division. Trout's year didn't help the Angels win anything. No, but it may have prevented them from being a 45 win team instead of a 77 win team. I, I just still. That, what that doesn't matter. I, I still think it's not his fault the rest of the team sucks. Look, I, I, I still think that Betts was more more valuable. Trout is the best player in baseball. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the award really is. And 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 I'll tell you what, you know who I would have picked as an MVP over Mike Trout? David Ortiz? No. Jose Altuve? Zach Britton. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. They didn't even use him in their playoff game, Tom. How valuable can he be if he didn't even pitch in the postseason? It's only a regular season award. <laughs> it's true. You know? And he did pitch a lot yes. in the regular season. Yep. I mean, look, Trout's great. Yeah, he is. He's very good. Yep. I mean, it's come on. No. I I I just Trout Trout is the best. But I think Betts, So he's the best. So but they, I think Betts was more valuable. But I told you the writers love Trout. And there was no way he. I, I thought he was going to win as well, because I know that's how they pick. I mean, they like they they love Trout as a player, and what he does. And if he's anywhere close to the numbers that he that he produces every year, he's going to win that award. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody had hits three eighty, hits sixty homers, and drives in one hundred and sixty runs. Yeah, I agree. And I I don't begrudge Mike Trout winning that award, but it's rare. That someone on that bad of a team has that good of a year. You don't see that very often. No, you know, I know. I know. But I just, I think Betts was more valuable to the, re- you know, in, in terms of the final result. I really do. I think if Betts had not been on the Red Sox, the Red Sox still probably would have at least been a wild card team. Yeah, but they wouldn't have won the division. Oh, and what did winning the division get him? Well, it got him home field for the first round of playoffs. And what did that do? That, that doesn't matter. And it didn't, they didn't have That doesn't matter. What field. they do after that day they doesn't matter. They didn't have matter. home field. That, what they, that's what they did. What they do after that day doesn't matter. All right? It got them not to have to play in a wild card game. That's True. what it got them. I'm not saying the Red Sox would have been fine, smooth sailing without Mookie Betts. I'm just saying yeah, I think that I, I, I the impact think... of losing Mike Trout on the Angels would have been a much bigger impact than Betts co- being not on the Red Sox. Because I, I, the Red Sox had two other 30-home-run, 100-RBI guys but I, and a pretty good defensive outfield with Betts there even. I mean, if Chris Young was there for Betts, you'd get a drop-off, but not as big as – Trout not being on the Angels. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I think Betts was the MVP. I think they got it wrong. I do. Right. You know, I think they got it wrong because they really just love Trout, and I don't blame them for doing that. Mm-hmm. But I think this is an instance where Betts deserved to win the award, and and Trout, you know, deserved to be a close second. But 
when we talked about we've talked about this for a couple of weeks now. You know, two or three weeks we've kind of teased it a couple of weeks ago or you know talked about what they might do and right. everything else. We we went through this even at the end of the baseball season. Towards the end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And with what you were telling me about Trout with the numbers and the walks and everything else and what we went over yesterday, I just thought that they I thought that was gonna they were gonna give it to him. Okay. You know, and they did. And they did resoundingly. Yeah. You know? Trout had a four forty one on base percentage, Betts had a three sixty three. In six hundred and eighty one plate appearances, mm-hmm. Trout made three hundred and ninety three outs. Mm-hmm. In seven hundred and thirty plate appearances, Betts made four hundred and ninety one outs. That's a hundred more outs than Trout. And he had almost how many more plate appearances? He had almost hundred more plate appearances. If right? Trout went 0 for forty nine to match Betts' total number of plate appearances, he still would have had forty nine fewer outs than Betts. Yeah. And that's why he's created more runs compared to your average hitter. Betts was great. I mean, listen, Betts had an amazing yeah. year. He was amazing in right field. But it, you know, I mean it. it I just I can't I can't for me the deciding factor can't be much like wins aren't the deciding factor in the Cy Young Award yeah. how good the team was can't be the deciding factor for me in in the MVP I just don't think it's that relevant to a individual performance you know it's baseball you got eight other guys you it, no no team ever wins a game on the strength of one guy that never happens <laughs> even a really great pitcher you still need to have something else you know. Bumgarner almost won that, you know, by himself too. But you had, a, you had Pablo Sandoval. I mean, there was well, see, other people that, who contributed. I see. I think in a way that helped Trout win the award because he stood out more. There was on no his, one else stood out more yeah. on his team. But I, I think that that's not, you know, I think bets. No, no bets. Bets stood out pretty no well. No good bets. No good bets. No, you know, great year by the Red Sox. I don't think. No good bets. No great. In other words, Yoda if bets wasn't good. Yeah. If he would hit two thirty and drove in fifty runs and and you know got on base three you know had a three eighty seven on base or whatever mm-hmm. you know they don't they don't go very far. He doesn't bat where he is either. He, sure. You know, eventually, you know. So, in my mind, that's I, I don't know. I just think he was super valuable to them. And, he was. And, and next year, he has a even. Who were better, the Cy Young candidates on the even, Angels again this year? He, by the way, yeah. Well, that's it. You know, yeah. but that's that's my point too. Trout can't pitch too. You that's know my I mean? point. That does affect it. That that does affect it. Should how valuable you are if your team's not that good, and nobody's valuable. You know, in my mind, I mean, yeah, he's valuable, but I mean, they could finish that way without him. I don't think the Red Sox could have finished where they did without Mookie Betts. I really don't. Okay. If Mike Trout was on the Red Sox and Mookie Betts was on the Angels, yep, you would think Mike Trout would be the MVP then, right? Um, I mean, he is the MVP, but you think yeah, that he would deserve to yeah, be because pretty he close, was on the he was on the better team. Well, pretty close because I think Trout would have had a huge role in them finishing where they finished. He'd have a huge role in, in any, they, on any good team finishing where they yeah, finished. yeah exactly. But if it's already a good team. Yeah, and you're just swapping one guy for yeah, another in there. That you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I know, I know. You penalize in Trout because he's on a yeah. bad team, but I, I still feel that. That you know the team wasn't bad because of Mike Trout. No, it's not. But it, it it didn't get any better because of Mike Trout either. You know. Well, That's, how do you know? How do you know how much worse they would have been without him? Well, without I, him, I bet they would have won. You know, a ridiculously low amount of games. Maybe they were not a good team. No, they weren't. Although they did kick the Red Sox ass yeah, sure out, did, out west. They? Yeah. How'd that happen? Trout did, didn't even do anything. How did they not have a? How did they not have a good team with some of those players? I don't know. You know, they really need to. to I mean, they really need to. to 
to develop them, their pitching and, and get better players. Who'd have thought that at this time? They have a guy like Trout. Yeah. You have that kind of talent. you got to win They've with They've been passed by the Mariners. I'll tell you what happens. When you don't win with a guy like that, mm. what happens? What happens? They rot away. Eventually, you say, hmm. And then they leave, yeah. Yeah, well, they leave as a free agent. Or you say, you know what? We didn't do very well with this guy. We can get rid of him and get a lot more for him in return right. and prospects and all that. And then that's what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that ever works out for anybody. You know, except maybe the player Never gets traded. For anybody. Except for the player gets traded. I mean, you know, but it doesn't, you know, does it really work out that well? You got to wait a long time. Not always. Houston worked out for, it worked out for the Mariners after they traded Randy Johnson to Houston. Okay. All right. That seemed to work out a little bit for them. They got some talent, I think, in that deal way back in the late 90s. I'm not sure exactly, but I think they made, I think they, they did get some players that, were, that helped them out. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just think that the angels have got to put more resources into it. They, they go nuts with the free agents, with the slugging free agents, but they need some pitching and they got to put some more resources into that, into that organization. Artie Moreno's got to stop falling in love with big ticket items. And you know who the Mariners traded? Yeah. They, to Houston? Yeah. Freddie Garcia. Yep. Okay. There you go. That's John Halamalama Ding Dong. Yep. That's, and Carlos Guillen. Wow. Yeah. Well, Garcia was really good for them. Garcia for a long was time. good, yeah. Yeah. John Halama. John Halama. It's <laughs> a name I haven't heard in a while. Guillen played pretty well for them, too, didn't he? Uh, huh. I don't know. My only memory of John Halama is him being like 65 years old throwing junk, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Guillen played pretty well for them. Oh, Guillen. Throwing. I thought yeah. you said he then no, played Guillen. well. Oh, yeah. Guillen played well. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they, did, they did okay. You know, mm -hmm. I mean Garcia was really good for a while. Then he they lost. Then he then he couldn't throw as hard. Yeah, then I mean they didn't junk, win anything. Then he became a junk baller. They didn't win anything with those guys. They got in the playoffs. They were a playoff team. Yeah, you know, so that were you playoff know, team in one How'd that go? Well, I mean, still they were. You, you had a good year and you were a playoff team. You still had. You still made out. You know, still made out with it. So, that was one of the more disappointing. I mean, that that team was a juggernaut in two thousand one. That Mariners team. To see them get beat like they did by the Yankees that year was, I mean, that was a, jeez. <laughs> don't laugh too hard. The Yankees <laughs> lost, too. Yeah, they got to the World Series, huh? Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Keeps, you know, hey, yeah, that's fun losing look, to the World you, Series. Yeah, but look, you get there, you know. So? You'd rather get there than, than, than sit home and not, you know, not have a team in the playoffs. I'd yeah. rather get there. Okay. You know, it was fun. Oh, yeah? That was fun? It was fun watching those playoff games. That Luis, Jeter play with Oakland. That was a great play. That was a fabulous play. I wouldn't have seen that play if they didn't make the playoffs. Remember that Luis Gonzalez uh, oh, line well, drive? Hey, that happens. You to know? win the World Series? That happens. Against Mariano Rivera? That Tony happens. Womack doubling down the right field line? And then the Yankees signed him that next year? That was funny. Yes. So we'll show him. Yeah, and then he played about, make him 10, a Yankee. He played about 10 games before they brought up Cano. Yeah, he stunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, anyway. They uh, traded McCann yesterday. Yeah, I know. There's some baseball. The Astros just signed Josh Reddick. No, did they really? Four years, $52 million. Oh, they're on their way. They're going for it. Yeah. They're going for it. They are. You know? 13 million a year for Josh they Reddick. Because they didn't do what they needed to do last year. They didn't take the take things to the next level. Mm. They had a bad start. They had a woeful start. Yeah. Keiko was awful. And that set him back. Now, who'd the Yankees get in return? Oh, uh, two 20-year-olds two who, you know. Albert Abreu and Jorge Guzman. Two, a, two Class A pitchers gotcha. who are, you know, you know, one's got a three-something ERA, the other's got a four-something ERA. Yeah. Houston getting busy. Yep. McCann, Reddick, 
McCann was going to go to one of two places. He was either going to go to Atlanta in a trade or Houston in a trade. I would have rather seen him go to Atlanta. I don't know why Cashman trades him to Houston. Mm. To you know where he can come back and hurt him. Yeah. Unless they don't think he's going to hurt him. Yeah, he'll hurt him. Yankee Stadium. Believe me, he'll play in those games. Yeah. There's no no question about it. You know, and he, and he'll and he'll homer in those games. Because that's he what will. He, <laughs> yes, okay. he will. Oh, he will. Yep. Because, you know, Severino will be on the mound, and he'll give him a fat one, and, and McCann will just crush it. How old is McCann? 32? 34, I believe. 30, 33 or 30, 32. He turns 33 in, in February. Oh, he just, all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think the Red Sox I didn't like are it. I didn't like it. likely to uh, to test the waters here and maybe make a couple minor trades. No, you know who they want? You know who they want? Beltran. And that's what the Yankees are going to go after Beltran. It'll be a bidding war, and then... then you know, you should have just had McCann. Just kept McCann. You can do what Beltran can do. Yeah. Get a homer to the left. Why field. does everybody want Beltran so big? Because he's 39. Because he fits the DH mold perfectly. Yeah. He but... is a player who everybody thinks they can get on the cheap for one year. Right. And as a DH. But to want that so Badly. I mean, all we ever—I've read about three or four different things saying how hot and heavy the Red Sox are for Carlos Beltran and all the Blue Jays and all these other teams. And it's like, well, he had a good year last year, twenty-nine home runs. I mean, he seems like he's—he's. He's oh, fine. he played great last year. But to be, you know, a bidding war for him. I mean, I don't know. It just well, seems... we'll see. I mean, see, it, uh, the bidding war is—is is so the other guy doesn't get him. Right. I and mean, it comes down to Yankees Red Sox. It's not that we love Carlos Beltran so much. I don't think the Red Yankees are are will be too happy to see Beltron sign in Boston. And if they can prevent it, that's fine. But don't don't be mistaken, mm-hmm. the Yankees' top free agent target is Chapman. Yeah. And that's what that trade with with uh McCann was to shed salary. All right. So that's the whole that's the whole deal there. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I just sort of feel like Beltran's, you know, Beltran's good, but there's also two other DHs in the free agent market who are substantially bad. They're going to cost more. That's that yet. Stop right there. But Encarnacion. Stop right there. Stop right there. And Kendry Morales both had better years, and they're both. I, Stop right there. They're both younger. Period. Stop with the period. They're going to cost more. That's the key. Okay. All right. That's the key. Morales is. I don't know. Morales just came off and made eleven something. mil a year. Let me tell you something. The Red Sox are probably, you know, look, they're going to miss Ortiz. They didn't want, you know, I'm sure management didn't want him to retire. But the silver lining, they don't have to pay him. Mm. You know, you know who else is a free agent? Alvarez from the Orioles. Pedro Alvarez. He's yeah. a DH. He's pretty good. He's not bad. I mean, there's, other, op- there's other options out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a ton of for DH. Is always options. Anybody's an option. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So what's everybody so? Hot for Beltran. I don't know. It just seems like it, it seems like that's a because he's a prototypical DH who who you don't who who you should be able to get cheap and you know he's he's if he can play the way he did last yeah, year yeah for one year and that's fine but why aren't you going out for a young stuff I mean you know like what because that's when the, did when did a one year rental become something you get this this because for? because for DHs that's what you do for DHs DHs can only do one thing you know. So they're not as valuable. You don't sink dollars into a DH. 
because they can't they can only do one thing. That's the almost the same mentality that people use with closers. If David Ortiz was on the open market as as a DH right now and say he was 5 years younger but yeah. doing the numbers that he's doing now, he'd break the bank because he's the exception to the rule. Well, not necessarily. But he Red is Sox the, kept giving him one and two year deals and picking up options today, and all that other stuff. Today, today he might break the bank. All right. Been now, doing that with him for a few years now. Now, yeah. Chapman, he's the exception to the rule. He's going to be, and so would Miller if Miller was on the market right now, mm-hmm. because they are the best at what they do. And you know, it's it's you know the 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 alternative isn't very good. So teams are going to go nuts for it. Yeah, uh, Kenley Jansen got a qualifying offer from the Dodgers, so. We'll see. Uh, he's the only other closer, I think. That, and I would have loved to see. And maybe Dombrowski is. Well, he gets the him. offer, but he's he, yeah, he, he can he, still leave. He, yeah, he can still reject it. Yeah. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Because what he does, but the he's thing, the only other one I think. The thing, the thing that that qualifying Chapman. offer does is the team gambles that the pit that the player is going to take it. Mm. All right, that's the that's the downside right. for them, or unless they want to keep the player. Yeah. It's almost the same as franchising in a way, okay, except when that player goes and signs elsewhere, yeah. you get a draft pick. That's right. They have to give up a draft pick. Mm. So that's, that, you know, that's part of the, the thing. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, Tim talked about, Tim Neverett yesterday talked about the collective bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. People are wait not only waiting to see what the money thing is like. Yeah. They're waiting to see what that qualifying rule is going to be like. Yeah, that's because uh, that's a big deal, and that's the one I think that people keep talking about might lead to the work stoppage if there's going to be one, right? Yeah, I don't think there would be a work stoppage over this, but I but but that if, if you don't I, think there would be, I know. I, I, well, the the tenor of the talks isn't that way. No, you know, according to everybody you, you hear from, there's no there's nobody fearing a work stoppage, which to me is amazing. In today's day and age. Mm. So, but that qualifying offer, if I'm the owners, I, I want to keep it. Yeah. You know? They should want to keep and it. And the players, you know, uh, but I don't know if the owners really do want to keep it. Because teams don't want to lose the draft pick. The players are the ones that probably want it more than anything else because yeah. that's a lot of money for one guy to have for one year. It's true. Two of the main things that are holding up the CBA right now, are raising the luxury tax and creating an international draft. Those are the two things that are oh, those holding things, up the CBA. Those things could be solved. The luxury tax is going to be an issue, but the international draft's not going to be that big. Well, they only got two weeks left, so. Two weeks left for what? Until the old CBA expires. Yeah. De- December 1st. Well, what happens is the old CBA may expire, but you operate on the, under the terms of it. Uh, a lot yeah, of but then you start negotiating a new one, and if you can't, you Well, know, they've already been negotiating a new one. I understand. One. I'm just saying if they the, can't. The, the the that date to me doesn't mean a whole lot. All right, you know because they probably will agree to operate under the terms of the old one, but they'd like to get one signed the sooner the better so that teams can move forward with their plans. Now it may not affect some signings. I mean the Yankees would anybody who signs Chapman that's not going to be affected. They're not going to be affected by that because Chapman doesn't apply for the he's he does he's not eligible for a qualifying offer because he was traded midway through the year. Yeah. Uh, they say the December 1st date is not a hard and fast deadline. Even if the two sides fail to agree, that will not trigger a work stoppage in the sport. Instead, both sides will amicably work towards a new agreement. Realistically, this is the most likely scenario. 
Throughout the 2016 negotiations, both sides have repeatedly stressed their belief that they would ultimately be able to agree on terms on a new CBA without having a work stoppage. So as long as the parties continue to believe talks are progressing in a reasonable manner, there's no reason for fans to assume a work stoppage is imminent. However, the longer the talks drag out, the more likely a potential work stoppage becomes, even if the players both uh, content to continue to negotiate past December 1st, at some point, whether it's January, February, or March, one side's going to get frustrated enough with the pace of the talks that they decide to initiate the work stoppage to shake up negotiations. Well, this is from Fangraphs, by right, the way. Right, but I wouldn't say I, I I wouldn't see much of a a pressure if, if the negotiations aren't getting anywhere in December or early January, they're not going to get anywhere in February because there's no there's nothing there's no work to stop. There's no games to stop for the owners. They're not losing any money. You know what I mean? Yeah. The work stoppage takes a whole t- takes a big effect when when and the players aren't getting paid. Right. When the checks stop coming and the games stop being played or aren't being played and the fans aren't going through the turnstiles. And the owners are losing money. When both sides are losing money, that's when the work stoppage takes effect. That's yeah. when it, it's major. All right. We're going to take a break, but before we do, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. now's the time. A chance to win Tom King's lunch just for playing. We will give you a $25 gift card to Casey's Rib Shack if you beat Tom King in a test of sk- a test of wits or whatever. <laughs> wits, I guess, that's, that's being generous. If you can beat Tom King in 10 questions <laughs> over the uh, – Questions dealing with the course of this past week in sports. We will double that and make it $50 to Casey's Rib Shack. All you have to do is beat Tom King. 25 just for playing. Double it if you win. Call right now. 603-883-9900. That's 883-9900. Fastest caller we will take. And we will put you on the air and you will have a chance to compete to win Tom King's lunch. That's coming up next here on Christian and King. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Can we come up with something original when, when the Bruins struggle, other than fire Claude Julian? You have one of the worst assembled blue lines in the history of the organization. It's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. The man who you think you should be depending on to carry the load is 39, and his legs are giving out on him, and he skates like he's in molasses. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Your business in search of commercial property. Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. An ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebetard and Stu Gatz. I mean, I don't need to shame them. It's just they should be ashamed of themselves, okay? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, Verlander, you know, he gets all these first-place votes, and you have two guys who are walking around, and one guy quoted saying, hey, I did the best job that I could. Well, no, you didn't, because if he has the most first-place votes, then he should have been on your ballot somewhere, and you cost the guy a Cy Young award. You did. Shame on you. I mean, both of you. Seriously, I don't know the other guy. I just know one of them, but shame on you. How can you leave him off your ballot when he has the most first-place votes in the American League? It's impossible. I mean, why do they have the votes? 
Seriously, if they're going to do that with the vote, which is irresponsible, and keep a guy from winning an award that's very important to him and clearly even more important to Kate Upton, why are you abusing the power? Because that's what you're doing by not voting for him. It's an abuse of power. The thought of cold weather is, well, chilling. But not as chilling as the feeling you get when your battery fails on the road on cold, dark nights. That's why AutoZone is your home for tough, Duralast batteries. They're tested to perform in temperatures 40 below zero and engineered to deliver more power during startup. So no matter how cold it might get, the thought of having a proven tough Duralast battery can keep you warm. With our help, you can always fix your car with confidence. Hoods up, America. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The holidays have arrived. And gentlemen, it's the perfect time for you to arrive in style. Hurry into JCPenney during our men's wardrobe sale and get 50% off select suit separates, sport coats, dress pants, and top coats. Gear up with an extra 20% off select items with your JCPenney credit card and coupon. It's the perfect way to step up your game this holiday season. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon required. About 1117 to 1119. 20% offer subject to credit approval. Some exclusions apply. Check jcp.com for coupon and details. Let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class, and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, Control, I'm kind of bored. I, I think you cut out, QL1. It sounded like you said you were bored. That's affirmative, Control. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. All right, you cut out for sure this time. Did you say I can get a mortgage approval in minutes? That's right, Control. Minutes. Whether you're purchasing a new house or refinancing your existing home, Rocket Mortgage securely pulls your pay stubs and bank statements to build you a custom mortgage solution so you get exactly what you want. Wow, that is exciting. Yep, definitely better than months of dehydrated ice cream and powdered orange drink. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at quickenloans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Visit for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us today. 
year on the program. And as we always do on Friday around this time, it is time to compete. It is time to play our greatest game. It is time to try and win Tom King's lunch. On the line is a $25 gift card to Casey's Rib Shack, just for playing. And if our contestant is able to beat Tom King, we will double that, make it $50. Our contestant today is Rich in Londonderry. Rich, hello. Oh, we lost Rich. What happened? I don't know. He was all gung-ho to play. He was. I guess we've lost Rich. All right, well, you know what, then? We're going to put it right back out there. If you want to win Tom King's lunch, call right now, 603-883-9900. We have an opening for a contestant right now, 603-883-9900. Rich, call back. Yeah. And if we're not going to hold it for him. No. He blew it. If he calls back and gets in first, he gets in first. But if uh, someone else wants to steal that spot, go ahead at 603-883-9900, and uh, you can have a chance to match wits with Tom King here and win not $50 possible. to Casey's Rib Shack. Um, we'll, 50 uh, bucks in ribs. Yeah. We'll uh, postpone the game for just the time being right now and uh, see if we can get our contestant back. In the meantime, uh, I had a pretty good one set up for today, too. Yeah. Uh. Not, not, not as hard as last week by any means, but certainly a pretty good one. Uh, 603-883-9900, the phone so number. My goal is always 7 out of 10. That's my goal. If, uh, yeah. If, Figure uh, if I can get 7, I got a fighting chance. <laughs> seven's usually enough. Huh. It's like back, being back in school. I know. Um, in the meantime, the uh, Patriots, without Rob Gronkowski for the fourth straight day, I'm sorry, the third straight day, he was not there Friday. That's today. Um, if they don't practice, they're not playing. So, as we've known this whole time, uh, Rob Gronkowski will probably not even make the trip. So, No, they had a very, very early morning uh, deal today mm -hmm. uh, with press. Yes. So... Uh, the idea was that they probably, you know, they did it. I don't know why. It's, they wanted to get going mm -hmm. and get out to California today. Yeah. So they had practice early. They had locker room access to the media. It was like a quarter to seven. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I'm not. I'm dedicated, but not that dedicated. And, You're uh, not dedicated. No, I'm not dedicated. You're not. No, the, you don't even need the qualifier. We yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, come on. So, uh, so you know, the, the guess here is that, no one knows if Rob Gronkowski get on that plane because he probably didn't get on that plane. Right. So. Because, you know, come on. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't even go on a plane to New York a couple days ago. No. They're not going to put him on a plane to San Francisco. No, they're not. It's a long flight. No. Um, I believe we have a contestant. Uh, I don't know who it is yet, so uh, as soon as I do, we will resume winning uh, the attempt to win Tom King's lunch. But in the meantime, I wanted to give you that uh, quick update there on Rob Gronkowski. If Gronk doesn't play, if he doesn't make the trip, then Martellus Bennett and Matt Lengel will be the two available tight ends on the roster. Um, Bennett, who is uh, having a good year. 38 See, catches, 504 yards, four touchdowns. He's, the, he's doing well. The practice report is going to be interesting. They have to issue one at 4 o'clock today. Yeah. You know, so that's you know, that's going to be uh, – seeing as that they didn't practice this afternoon. They practiced very early this morning, and I'm sure it was almost just a basic walkthrough and then get on the plane and get out of here. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, you know. we shall see indeed. Yep. Um, regardless of what happens, I don't think that we have a uh, whole lot to worry about here in terms of, you know. No. San Not with San Francisco 49ers. 49ers? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I look back, the guy who beat them got the 49ers out 
to a 31-3 lead the last time they met in mm-hmm. 2012 here at Gillette Stadium on a Sunday night. I covered yeah. that game. It was Colin Kaepernick. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. All right? Yeah. And now Colin Kaepernick is back, still has the rifle arm, but he can't hit the broad side of a barn. No, he cannot. Nope. And maybe Tom King can't either. We'll find out right now as we resume our attempt to win Tom King's lunch. Now, there's a bit of an issue here. Our contestant is not Rich from London. I don't know what happened to Rich from London there. Our contestant is Justin from Colorado. From Colorado. Justin, do we know each other? Uh, I don't think so. No? Are you calling from Colorado right now, or you're from Colorado now you live in New Hampshire? I'm from New Hampshire, but I live in Colorado, so I'm calling you from Colorado right now. Okay, well, I just got to say, I'm not sure how much good this $50 to Casey's Rip Shack is going to do you, but next time you're back in town, I suppose you could come get it and go eat there. There you go. I got friends and stuff. It's a free Christmas present. You know? Indeed, it is. Well, Justin... Uh, <laughs> it was a long walk to Main Street to get it. <laughs> it is a bit of a long <laughs> Have your friends pick it up. You got to give us an... At the end, give us a name of somebody who can come and pick this up, okay? Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. All right. And that but, works. but you won't really have to worry about it, Justin. You know why? Because you're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, why you got to go there, man? <laughs> Tom King's confident he should be. He's won like 10 in a row now. Yeah. I mean, well, it's actually, been, uh, you do have to come because there is a 20. You do get 25 automatically. Yeah, so just for playing, now. Justin, cool. we will give right. you a $25 gift card. I'm not as much of a jerk as you think I am. Uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> Have you heard the game before? Do you know how it works? I do not. Okay. I have ten questions here. They deal with the week that was in uh, sports. And uh, you're basically just going to have to answer as many of them as you can correctly and hope that it's more than Tom King. You're going to go first. King will go second. And if you score more than him, then you will uh, win. You will double the $25. It'll be $50 to whoever you want to give it to at Casey's Rip Shack. Fantastic. Nothing to lose here. Indeed. Broke, right? No, yeah. you got nothing to lose. I have everything to lose. I have my whole reputation to lose. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. that be sad? Uh, all right. Uh, Tom, get the hell up out of well, here right now. I usually take this time to go and work a little bit on my memoirs, so that's what I think I'm going to go do now. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tom will leave, and uh, we will get going here uh, with Justin from Colorado. Where in Colorado, Justin? I live right outside of Boulder. Right outside. You know, I went to college in Boulder. Oh, really? That's why I asked if we knew each other. Usually, uh, if I get a call from Colorado, it's one of my old college buddies pranking me or something like that. But You didn't have to play rugby out here, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> All right. You know who else went to see you, Boulder? Christian Fourier and Abby Chin. I don't know if those names mean anything to you, but they're also they do, in Boston yeah. Sports Media as well. Um, all right, Justin. Here we go. I will uh, start things off here with question number one. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Question one. Justin in Colorado. Earlier this week, Rick Porcello picked up his first Cy Young Award. He's the first Red Sox pitcher to do so since this guy in 2000. Uh, Pedro. That is correct. One for one. You're off to a good start here, Justin. Very good. All right, question two. Last night, Mike Trout was named the American League MVP, beating out Mookie Betts and this Houston Astro. Oh, what's his name? Um, Carrasco? Looking for Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve, Altuve yeah. was the name we needed the there. Stop, yeah. All right, question three, Justin in Colorado. The Patriots lost to the Seahawks on Sunday. That was Tom Brady's first loss of the year, and Seattle defense was also the first team to make him do this. Uh, interception? That is correct. First uh, interception he's thrown on the season was in that Seattle game. All right, you're two for three. Off to a good start here, Justin. Let's go Not to bad. question number four. With the loss, the Patriots' home record on the season is now this. 
four and one. Mm, three and two. They're three and two. They uh, lost to Buffalo at home as well. Oh, that's right. That wasn't home. Yeah. All right. That's uh, two and two. You got two right, two wrong. Here we go. Question number five, Justin in Colorado. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, the Celtics had scored or assist. This Celtic has scored or assisted in 40.5% of all the Celtics points this season. Uh, it's uh, Thomas. Yes, Isaiah Thomas is correct. Very good. Uh, he's having a tremendous year so far. Uh, staying with the Celtics here, Justin. Yes, this sir. Celtics guard is currently averaging a team-high 8.7 rebounds per game. Bradley? Yes, Avery Bradley. Or Avery Rodman, as I call him this season. All right, you're doing well here. You have got four right and two wrong. Let's go to question number seven. Uh, going to the Bruins. This beleaguered Boston Bruins forward has yet to record a single point in 15 games thus far this season. Um, I don't even know, man. Um, yeah. Jimmy Hayes is who we're looking for. Jimmy Hayes still hasn't recorded a point yet, despite playing that much. Kind of amazing, right. really. He do. He do. A, uh, a dummy on skates could probably have accidentally had an assist by now. All right, question number eight. Phil Jackson got in a spat with LeBron James this week by referring to his group of friends as this. A posse. That is correct. Did not like that posse thing. Uh, uh, most offended was LeBron's business manager and childhood friend, whose name is this. Maverick Carter? Correct. That is his name, Maverick Carter. Did not like what Phil Jackson had to say. And finally, Justin in Colorado, last night this Carolina Panther linebacker was carted off the field late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Luke, uh, catch the... Uh, however you say his last name. Oh, my God. That is a brutal oh pronunciation of his last name. I can spell it probably better than I can pronounce it. Um, Kuchni. Kuchni. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I know you know it. I'll give, I'll give you half a point. It's Luke Keekley. It's Keekley is Keekly, his name. Keekley, dang it. Okay, right, I'm going to yeah. give you a half a point there, which gives you a total of guy, right? one, two, three, four, five, six, and a half points. Justin right. in Colorado, I'm feeling pretty good about your chances here. I think you I think you may be able to win Tom King's lunch. All right, I'm going to put you on hold. A nice performance, very good. Uh, you've done uh, you've done the uh, Rocky Mountain State proud. I'm going to pot you down, and now we are going to use our very sophisticated intercom system that we have here at ESPN New Hampshire. Tom! And Tom King will be back in. He will answer the questions. Oh, wow, we're way over on this break, huh? Eh, so what? Who cares? King, will you get the hell back? Come on. God. Will you put a little pep in this step, please? Hello. Yeah, I know you're old. Everyone knows you're old. Come on. I was all the way down the hall. How'd you make it that far? I just I don't know. My left hip is killing me. All right. Let me you want to hear something funny before we do this? Sure. So I heard the scream. Yes. And I said... Oh, geez, somebody's really hurt. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, I'm all ready. I'm always ready. Okay. I'm always ready. This guy. Justin I, in Colorado did pretty well. Yeah, I was afraid he would. We'll start hold with on. question number hold one, on, Tom gotta, King. Hold on, hold on. Get oh, for God's shot. sake. All right. Uh, all right. One. Let's go. Tom King, earlier this week, Rick Porcello picked up his first ever Cy Young Award, the first Red Sox pitcher to win it since this guy did in 2000. Pedro Martinez. Correct. Very good. Question number two. Last night, Mike Trout was named the American League MVP 
beating out Mookie Betts and this Houston Astro. Jose Altuve. Correct. Two for two. Good start, King. Question three. The Patriots lost to the Seahawks on Sunday. It was Tom Brady's first loss of the year and also the first time he did this. Did not throw a touchdown pass in a game this year. That's actually technically correct, but I was going to say that my answer was throw an interception. But you know what? That's right, so i got to give you that. All right, uh, there you go. All right. Nice one, Tom. Question four. <laughs> With the loss, the Patriots' home record is now this. Home record for what period of so time? So far in the season. Uh, oh, i got to go back now. They've got two losses at home. So I have to figure out how many games they played on the road. Let me see. How many games have I done? I think they have three home. I think they have three home games left. So that means they played five home games. So their home record is three and two. That is correct. Nice job, Tom King. Quick, quick thinking there. Four for four so far. Question five. Sometimes you know, with the disease I have, the it's mind true. you know works in shifts. Those small pockets of information. Yes, it works in shifts. <laughs> Question five. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, this Celtic has scored or assisted in forty point five percent of all the Celtics' points this year. Isaiah Thomas. Yes, that is correct. It is yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Five for five. Question six. Ooh, can I do it? This Celtics guard so. is currently yeah. averaging a team high eight point seven rebounds a game. Avery Bradley. Yes, it is Avery Bradley. See, that's, We're not those sure how good, he's doing it's it. It's a good mix, you know. These are difficult. Hey, 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 it's a up, good Tom. mix, you know. <laughs> Moving to the Bruins, this beleaguered Boston Bruin forward has yet to record a single point in 15 games so far this year. Ooh, Jimmy Hayes. Correct. It is Jimmy Hayes. Because that overtime goal doesn't count does as a point. Does not count. Right? Okay. Does not count. All right. Question seven. I got no. That is seven. Question is eight. Yeah, that is eight. Yeah, I got three to go to get a perfect score. Earlier this week, Phil Jackson got in a spat with LeBron James when he referred to his group of friends as this posse. That is correct. Did not like the posse thing. Question nine. Two to go. Most offended was LeBron's business manager and childhood friend, oh. whose name is. Uh, darn it! I'm not gonna win this one. Oh my God! Can't believe it! I had a perfect game and I blew it. A ground ball right through the shortstop's legs. Do you care to make a guess? No, nah, I don't know. Wrong, 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 Clarence wrong. something? Is it Clarence? His first name Clarence? No. His right. first name is Maverick, and his last name is Carter. Yeah, no, nah, I, would, nah, I wouldn't get that. If I got that, you would have fallen off your chair. Maybe. Yeah. I'll All say right. this. Justin Colorado got that. Question 10. Last night, this Carolina Panther linebacker was carted off the Luke field Keekley. late in the fourth quarter. That is correct. Nine out of ten. Tom Darn it. Nine out of ten. Darn it. Ah, I wanted 10 out of 10. I know you did. Yeah. Justin in Colorado got 6 out of 10. I told you, he's tough. I t he's a tough old man, Justin, but you did a good job, and uh, we will give you $25 gift card to Casey's Rib Shack that you can then give to whoever you want, okay? Thank you, man. You got to give us regular guys a chance, man. I know. King, uh, uh, King believe me, I'm, I'm, as, juggernaut. I'm, I'm as irregular as it gets. <laughs> uh, at my at my age. All right, Justin, hang on the line. We'll get your information, and uh, thanks for playing Win Tom King's Lunch, all right? Thank you, sir. Justin, right. that was great. Thanks a lot. All right, Thank there you. you go. Justin in Colorado, trying Justin's his best. He did well. He got, six, he got six and a half right. He knew Luke... He knew it was Luke something, but he and he knew how it was spelled, but he couldn't. He didn't pronounce it right, so I gave him a half a point there. I thought I might get in trouble. That might be the did, difference. Did you? But you got nine out of ten, yeah, so it didn't that, matter. That we really have to take a break because oh, yeah, we're way, way okay. over. So uh, we'll do that. We'll come back. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, Pete Terrier back to talk about yes. uh, Saturday's uh, championship day. That's coming up next. We 
You've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So, tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So, it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like We have... I would say one of the best football programs in the state and constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able to go over to the Seacoast School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be George Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools that better specialize in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of Students Against Bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. At Michelob Ultra, we know it's not just about how much you work out every day. It's about how much you work into every day, too. That's why we brew a beer for those who realize that expending calories should never come at the expense of spending time with friends. And for those who understand that just because you work out doesn't mean you can't go out. Hey, that's why we brew Michelob Ultra to have 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, and an exceptional taste. Michelob Ultra, brewed for those who go the extra mile. Enjoy responsibly. 2016 Michelob Ultra Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, 0.6 grams protein, 0 grams stock for 12 ounces. New York, peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you know, it's curious how everybody melts together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. In Southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. On the go? Download the ESPN Radio app now to your smartphone and take us with you. We 
are back. It's Christian and King, ESPN, New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here today. And uh, we are one day away from the high school football championship Saturday at UNH. Right there on that brand new big video board that got all those hippies pissed off because the librarian or whatever, that whole thing. Going to be blasting some uh, Bedford Bulldogs, Exeter, the D2, D3 games. And here to talk with us about it, of course, is our good friend Pete Terrier. Hello, Pete. Hey, Christian. How are you? Doing well. How's it going? I'm all right, Tom. You beat another listener winning Tom King's lunch. And you know what, Pete? I don't feel an ounce of guilt about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love the opportunity to, to go up against them sometime. You should. I, you should, yeah, yeah. Do it next Friday. Well, what I wanted to try one one week was have it be you against, you know, maybe Pete or Justin or somebody else, and then the caller could bet on who they think would win. Yeah. And then if they bet on the right guy, then you get the other 25. Because sometimes people don't want to play, you know, like I get that. Right. They're at work or whatever. They don't want to lose. They don't want to They don't want to lose publicly. Right. Yeah. Now, that guy who called, he's not even from here. He's a, he's a transplant. Right. Found us on the app, which is cool. Right. That is that's cool. that's yeah. great, you know? Very cool. But I'm ticked off because I almost had 10. I know. Out of 10. That's he almost uh, swept the category. That damn posse of LeBron. <laughs> I, I, see, I knew that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. I, I, you know, I'd read it, but I don't remember it, you yeah, know? Yeah. The yeah. only reason I remember it because he's been in the news lately because of the posse thing. Right. And, yep. uh, yeah, so anyways. So you turn on ESPN New Hampshire radio tomorrow, right? Right. And you will have high school football from 9 a.m. with Pete Terrier's pregame mm-hmm. and, and uh, high school show that he does every Saturday. 9 a.m. all the way till probably 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> 12 hours. No bathroom breaks. 12 hours. Uh, no. <laughs> He's going to wear a diaper 12, on his island. I am. T- try doing that at my age. 12 yeah. hours. You have to wear it anyway. I know. That's true. <laughs> 12 hours of high school football. What other station in this state has ever done that? None have been I don't crazy think enough anybody <laughs> to attempt it. I don't think anybody has done that. No. 12 hours. And here to tell us and break it all down for us. Why don't we start right with 11 a.m. and go right on through? <laughs> yeah, you got the Division Three game. Uh, Interlakes, Moultonboro, the Lakers making their second straight trip to UNH. They lost to Newport last year. That Noah Wade-led Newport Tigers team. And Interlakes brought a lot of people back from that team. And it wasn't easy for them to get here. They didn't go the unbeaten route. Yeah. Uh, they lose their only two games of the season to Manadnock and to Kearsarge, and they're going to play Stevens, and I don't think anybody would have predicted Stevens would be in this game. People might have said Interlakes, Moultonboro, they got a chance to get back. Andrew Brothers is back, outstanding running back, a quarterback, Ryan Kelly, a bunch of other skill guys that, that were big contributors to that championship game team last year, but I don't think anybody would have thunk that uh, Manadnock would go down at the hands of Stevens last week. So this is a matchup, guys, of a game that happened, I think, October 15th was the date in Meredith. Nobody thought it was a state championship preview. 57-12. Interlakes Bolenboro beat them. 57-12. I don't think that's what we're going to see. Stevens had seven turnovers in that game. I mean, they fumbled the opening kickoff. Interlakes Bolenboro got it on a short field. Yeah, so... That's the flaw, you know. So that that game is interesting. I, I think Stevens has a real good football team. I mean, their quarterback's a sophomore by the name of Henry Bork. He was a starter at the beginning of last year, but then hurt himself. So they had to put Richard Bell, who was their primary running back, at quarterback. 
So now Bell is back. Parker Smith is one of the best wide receivers, regardless of division in the state of New Hampshire. He's going to play college football next year. Very athletic kid. Uh, Zach O'Brien. They've got a lot of weapons. So does Interlakes Moultonboro. I think it's going to be a much closer game, obviously, than 57 to 12. Sure, sure. Okay. I've seen a lot of games where there's been blowouts in regular seasons and then the games in the playoffs are close. Yeah. I saw one last week. North and Absolutely. I mean, it was 42-6. Yeah. to six. Both yeah, you and I were there. And it was dominated. Yeah. Dominated. You know, no, no. but, but Levi Galson didn't play in that game. So that was that – was, but, but one guy doesn't one guy make doesn't that make, kind of difference. Doesn't make up 34 points. Right. Right. So. Right. So that, that should be fun. That one is an 11 o'clock kickoff. So – my show goes nine to eleven. Basically, okay. when we're done the show, kick off. We'll be kicking off uh, the D three. They're game. gonna they're gonna look up to the booth and say, "Pete, you done?" And they're yeah. gonna say, "Yeah." yeah. He's gonna go, "Yeah," and then then they're just gonna the referee. You should like gonna, fire a flare up into the yeah. Air. yeah. The referee's gonna you know blow the whistle and away they go. Yeah. Uh, what are the, if you've been to these before, right? Have you yeah. Been to, yeah. What are the what? How do they play? How does what's the well? See, I've done the turkey ball, so they play in the morning then. But what's the effect in a championship game? 11 o'clock I don't think it's any effect, but you look at, like, for example, Stevens is in Claremont. I don't yeah. know if you know where Claremont is, Christian, but it's basically up on the Vermont border. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, the, the, the valley, the upper valley region. My guess is they, they're coming down today. No, no. You don't think so? I don't Hotel think so. Overnight? You don't I, think so? Yeah, no. this is a high school team. Yeah, they're not flying to Seattle. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be driving across the state. It's, a long drive. I, you know, it's probably it's a couple-hour drive. That's all? It's just two hours from there? I, I talked to Coach Silva, Paul Silva, uh, who is the coach and the athletic director well, at I guess Stevens. You're right. yeah, and he that said long. that they're coming, you know, they're planning on arriving at 9.30, I believe. Okay. 9 or 9.30 yeah, All right, so they leave at 7.30. All right, so yeah, that's it's not that bad, but I understand what you're saying. You might be a little bit groggy. I'm thinking more Berlin-type distance yeah that's a long way away so they don't have that kind of distance no no all right but i mean hey yeah, you're not gonna sleep though. tonight if you're a player on one of those teams yeah you're a coach on one of those teams it's gonna be hard to sleep tonight yep. yeah it is it really is yep. yeah so the second game is a game that also uh nobody these expected. two teams yeah you didn't expect it first of all plymouth no one i mean i i reached out to coach sanborn from plymouth this week trying to get him to come on the radio show tomorrow, and he is going to join us. We're going to have uh, Chris Sanborn and Paul Cohen, the two D2 coaches on the show, and hopefully the two D1 coaches. I already got Bill Ball to confirm. He's coming on tomorrow, and I'm working on Derek Stank. I'm sure that's going to be a, a go. We're going to try and get the D3 guys, but it's going to be more difficult because they're going to be getting ready for their game while we're doing the show. So right. that's going to be difficult. But I told Chris Sanborn, hey, I apologize for picking against you against St. Thomas in the first round and picking against you last week against Wyndham. But I was absolutely shocked that Plymouth knocked Wyndham out last week. They had to play the perfect game. I don't know that they played the perfect game, but Wyndham didn't play their game, and Plymouth just took it to them. They beat them. I talked to Bill Raycraft earlier this week, at least via email, and he tips his cap. You know, They beat us, and it hurts, mm. but they beat them. And I'm absolutely shocked. I thought it was going to be John Stark against Wyndham in the in the championship game, yep. but instead we got Bowen Plymouth. Yep. So, good thing. I mean, this is good because Plymouth coach Lenahan, the land of Lenahan. He coached for 43 years. He won 20 championships. The last time he coached in a game, he beat Portsmouth in the Division Three championships. This was four years ago. Yeah, the old Division Three. Yep. 
and it went overtime, but it was at Plymouth. This was before they were playing all the this games at the UNH. Neutral field, yeah, exactly. So this is the third year. Right. But Coach Sanborn, since he took over, which is so difficult taking oh, over for the legend? man. Yeah. You right, follow right. the legend. Mm. Ask Pete Carroll about it with the Patriots. Yeah, right. And Bill Parcells wasn't even really a legend. Right. You know, he was a legend with the Giants, but yeah. not with the Patriots as far as success goes. Whoever has to take over for Belichick is going to have some issues. Chris Sanborn didn't get the team in the playoffs since he's taken over. So now to be in the championship game with all that history and pride and tradition, as they say in Plymouth, I feel really good for him because he's a heck of a guy. So but they, they beat up on Bo 28-12 to 12 when they played each other in Bo right. back on September 24th. So, But I think this is a different Bo football team. Mm. Bo uh, likes to mix it up. You know, They're going to throw the ball a lot more than the normal Bo teams. They got a real good running game. They're the only team to beat John Stark this year. They beat him twice. Wyndham's still going to be in shock, though. Wyndham is still in shock. Yeah. But this could be an interesting matchup. Bo was a power in Division Three for a long time. Sure. They were the team that three years ago, remember when Campbell won yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. They got shocked yeah, by Campbell. Did. Yes, Campbell stunned them. Stunned them. You know, with a new coach. I think he was his first, the first year on the job, the Campbell coach. Greg Gush? Yeah, I think so. And uh, wow, that was a that was a big, and they won the title. Yep, they went on to win the title, and they yep. had a couple good players. Mm. Yep. So it's you know it, that game is going to be good, but it's yeah. not the one that everybody expected. They expected no. the coronation of Wyndham, and you know what? I'll tell you this: for a team that everybody thought could beat Division One teams, which they probably still could, and they you know? and they can. But right. I got a question whether or not, like I I had them van- wrote ranked third on my ballot basically all year long yeah i read your your better than exeter you, you dropped them to seventh and i read your explanation yeah i know it it's, was hard for me to do that yeah, after know. you know tooting their horn all year sure. long really for the last three years i've been tooting the, the Wyndham horn them and st thomas were you know head and shoulders above the rest so uh we got new blood in the division two championship game this year and I think it's going to be, again, much closer than that regular season yeah. matchup. Okay. But I do like Plymouth to win the game. Right. Now for the meat and potatoes. The Blue Hawks and the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I think this one is a very, very interesting game. Yeah. I, the way I look at it, the best two teams are still Merrimack and Bedford. And I think what happened last week kind of proves that, you know, pending what happens this week. If Exeter wins, then, you know, all bets are off with that. But that was a dogfight between Bedford and Merrimack. Mm. And Merrimack probably should have won that football game. Bedford woke up at the end, and they took that game away. I know there's a lot of people in Merrimack that think they got wronged, think yes. that they, you know, maybe, you know, well, you don't. The Rogers tweet, Roger Browns? I No. There was a picture of that, what was it, that one catch? Oh, yeah, I got it sent to me. I mean, people yeah. were sending me the picture. Daniil's foot appears like he was in bounds. Here's the only problem. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the play. They so. didn't even argue the play at the time. They didn't. They didn't even question it. Wow. All right? It happened, I think, the second drive or the third. It was early in the first quarter okay. when that happened. Right. You can't no, I, turn I the ball over five I don't, times. I don't like, yeah, I don't like going back and looking at plays. I don't like and doing that. And we don't have instant replay. Right. I don't like doing that. Now, I had the opportunity. There was some question with the Baldessari fumble against Exeter when they were driving down and they reached the 10-yard line with 2.50 to play. And Baldessari is fighting for yards and he dives forward and the ball comes out. Mm -hmm. And the thinking was that they were down, that he was down. Mm -hmm. And I asked Baldessari, he said, yeah, I thought I was down, but, you know, they didn't see it that way. And and Dante Lorendi, you know, he never... Questions, you know, he's not. Gonna get, you don't hear a lot of complaints he's not gonna, coming no, out of Nashville. No, he's about not going to get it. He's not. Well, that, let me 
let me go on. He's not going to get into that. Lorendi had a great answer. He said, no, we tell him, never leave it in the ref's hands. Just make sure. Right. Well, I had the opportunity to see that play on replay. Okay. Because we, uh, we, we, we did the broadcast. We voiced over the broadcast for ETV. I think it's been airing this week. He was down. So the knee was so down. So the knee was the knee mm. was down. Yep. He was I mean I mean I mean no, I'm sorry. I mean he the was ball came out before the knee hit So the it was a fumble. So, so he, wasn't, he wasn't down. He wasn't down. I don't know why I so said that. So the opposite of what you did. Right, right. Okay. It was a fumble. It was a fumble. So it was a good call and it, you know, it was clear. It didn't look that close. And interestingly enough, I was kind of going back. I I love Twitter for this reason mm-hmm. and you you you're more active on Twitter, Christian, than, than Tom is. Tom's getting there. Yeah. But I get a lot of messages, you know, direct messages on Twitter, uh, you know, people, like, tweeting stuff to me. And and it was funny, especially after a weekend like last weekend. I'm getting, like, parents and players mm-hmm. and coaches from all all these different teams, oh, yeah, you know, teams why, that were upset. That's why I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had a message from, from a, a Nashua North player. I won't say who it was. Yeah. But we were going back and forth, and he was like, look, we can't leave it in a situation where one play like that costs us. He was saying that? Yeah. yeah. Yep. He fully admitted, yep. we, we're not right. going to make excuses about that. Yeah, you and, know. And to be honest, Baldessari didn't moan or groan about it. I, I right. asked him the question. Neither did Daniil at you the know, time. I asked Neither him the did anybody on the Merrimack sidelines. I mean, North kids were good. They they felt, you know, they lost the game. I mean, that was it. You know, they, they didn't they weren't saying woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah. You know, they, they got beat and they knew it. But the, you know what? They I gotta give them credit for playing the way they did because they gave Exeter one yeah. hell of a game. Now can Bedford give them that same game? Can they can they hit the open spaces and challenge Exeter's speed on defense, which didn't do a good job of covering the outer part of the field last week, and then all of a sudden once they diverted their attention to that, the middle opened up for North. Can Bedford do a few of those things? Because I haven't seen them this I year. I think they can. I mean, I think what Bedford, you know, what they have is, well, like Nashville North, okay, they got a big receiver in Steve Lambert. You know, Goslin is, is a big receiver, but they put him in the Wildcat and all that, and they're going to run the football with him. Baldessari is a good running quarterback and can throw the football. Right, so they could do Connor all Robert things. can do all those things. Right. Noah Shabarik is six foot four, the kid that caught the game winning and the game tying touchdown. You know, as good as Kyle Ball is at quarterback, he's just as good a defensive back too. He he's, makes plays. He's, he's they rely on him, but to he's make not plays. six four. Cody Morissette, tremendous athlete. We've talked about it. But he's before. not six four. He ain't six four. Yeah. Liam Green on the other side. Of uh, of Bedford's offense as a receiver is probably six two, you know, six three maybe, yeah. and then you got a, a slot guy like Sharuk Hussein, who is going to cause you problems because he can get you over the middle. You know, they 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 do a little in cut or whatever, and he can hurt you there. And then Bedford's got two good running backs that really didn't factor in the game last week. Nick Leahy, Sean Tierney, they didn't really factor in the game. They couldn't run the football. They they didn't really try. I think Connor Robert had more carries than Nick Leahy did last week. But I think against this Exeter team, I think the diversity and the explosiveness that Bedford has on offense is what's going to prove to be the difference in this game. Now, on the other side of the ball, I'm not sure that that Bedford wants to tackle guys. That's just it. Can they play the physical game with Exeter, because Exeter's going to try to get him in that type of game. And that's what they need to do, and that's what they do anyway. Here's a couple teams that gave 
Bedford problems this year. Timberlane with Jake Post run the football. They scored 30-something points against them. Oh. All right, Manchester Central, Jeremiah Rivera. Didn't have a huge game, but those are guys. Big that can, line. But those are guys, though. That those are those backs can break out in the secondary and show the speed. I don't know if Exeter's got those kind of backs. Uh, Lowry's good. Lowry, I but think he it, didn't. She didn't have the game against North that we saw him have at Stellos. Right. And couldn't get to the outside and make a difference. The only the only player who really on offense for Exeter made a difference. Was ball? Yeah, they had the one back who went up the middle, mm. Flanagan, and uh, it wasn't Flanagan. Brad Camet. Yeah, it was Camet, twenty four, who had the touchdown run. He broke into a secondary where there was nobody there. Well, that's the thing. You stack the box against Exeter, you get by that first line of defense, you're gone. Yeah, yeah I know exactly. Bedford can't let that happen. Yeah. All right, it all starts tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pete Terrier, thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to the whole day's worth of broadcast tomorrow. Make sure you drink lots of tea, and uh, we'll talk to you then, all right? Guys, thanks so much. It's been a great year. It's been a lot of fun. It certainly has. That's Pete Terrier, and uh, the fun starts tomorrow, 9 a.m. Quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? We'll put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially paint and supplies. Shop from their complete paint tool section and save big on brand names like Benjamin Moore and California Paints. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Hey everyone, it's ESPN New Hampshire's Jimmy Murphy. Join me this Friday afternoon, 3 to 6 p.m. as we take the Stretch Run Radio Show on the road to Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua. Boston Billiard Club and Casino's new charitable gaming options offer poker tables, roulette, blackjack, Mississippi stud, let it ride, and so much more. You can win real money and help support local charities. Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua is also a great place to play pool and watch sports with dozens of tables and TVs in every direction. Plus, they have $3 Coors Light drafts during all Bruins games. So again, join me this Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. at Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua, 55 Northeastern Boulevard, as we bring the stretch run on the road. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome.